Welcome to the Green Wisdom Health Podcast with Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis, where you will learn about natural solutions to common ailments. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And today, we are going to educate you a little bit about heart issues, uh, specifically myocarditis and pericarditis. So the name of this show is called Myocarditis and Pericarditis, Signs and Symptoms. We're going to tell you the differences. We're going to tell you a little bit about why we're talking about heart issues and um, what we can do to help keep it healthy and have energy and some products that you could take to help it stay better. So, Dr. Lewis, can you tell us why we have decided to do a show today about heart? Well, we're hearing more and more about people that have these conditions. The pericarditis is inflammation of the pericardium or the uh, outer lining of the heart, so to speak. Myocarditis is inflammation and damage to the heart muscle itself. And, you know, I would tell people that the first thing you should do is see a good cardiologist and follow their recommendations. But there's also some natural things that, in my opinion, you should do uh, to allow the body to have the nutrients to work with. And I'm, I'm going to present my case, so to speak. Holy cow, that sounded like a lawyer, didn't it? Um yeah, you know, we're going we're going to educate you somewhat, and you know, if you will put on your discerning spirit and your wisdom, and see if this makes sense to you. If we say something that kind of rings true, and it makes you feel like you have a better chance of a healthier, happier life, then take it and run with it. Well, and you know, uh, those are really large words, and sometimes people may need help understanding what the signs and symptoms are of some of those issues. Um, and I thought maybe we'd start with myocarditis because it actually causes 45% of heart transplants in the U.S. each year. And that was a few years back. So um, some symptoms and signs of myocarditis that Dr. Lewis can extrapolate on are Ooh, big, short. Big word. I know. Shortness of breath, especially during exercise or periods of exertion, difficulty <laughs> breathing or rapid breathing might occur shortness of breath at night is also possible oh sorry honey what is so funny about this symptom uh you don't want to go there (laughs) shortness of breath at night oh come on during rigorous exercise (laughs) oh i'll talk about nitrous oxide in a minute folks we ain't talking about that we're talking about i am too because it's about heart health Okay, go right ahead. Explain to us why we might experience some of this. Uh, (laughs) Fatigue and weakness. (laughs) You make me weak in the knees, honey. (laughs) This isn't going to get any better, I can tell. Heart palpitations. Oh, Uh, you make my heart beat funny. Chest pains or pressure, swelling in your legs and arms due to fluid retention. Then you go see your cardiologist for sure and take some good supplements. We'll tell you about them. You know, and I think it's interesting that edema is usually worse around your ankles and feet, and people go, why? I've always had swollen ankles and feet. So could you explain how that correlates to a possible heart issue? Possible, yes. 
uh, because the the heart can pump the blood down, but there's not enough pressure uh, for it to come up through the venous system. And the ankles getting swollen. If you poke down the lower legs and ankles, and it makes an indentation that takes a long time to go away, uh, that could be the beginnings of um, you know heart failure, congestive heart failure. And again, I do think cardiologists are very, very important, but why are we sick in the first place? And I tell people, you you have to listen with that discerning spirit that I, I say so much uh, about. And, you know, a lot of times when we eat a big, fat, juicy meal, uh, really what that does, it paralyzes the nitrous oxide synthase system, which that's the one that Viagra kicks in overtime because you'd be surprised how many 20 30 40 year old men that that talk about erectile dysfunction and it's directly sometimes indirectly related to the heart well if you're losing your nitrous oxide you know that that can be a problem but what people don't tell you or doctors um that's the time of more heart attacks because the blood vessels tighten up and makes it easier for the clotting to occur. So the nitrous oxide or, or the effects of a big, nasty, fatty meal can be uh, pretty much neutralized by vitamin C and vitamin E. Now, it does have to be a good vitamin C and vitamin E. There's a lot of bad ones out there, but it protects the endothelial lining from spasm and coagulation think about it if people are clotting too much even if this is not related to heart c and e well why do we hear about that well c and e are such old vitamins they don't get much press anymore uh and and you have to think about again use your wisdom and your discerning spirit uh because there's a lot of doctors that promote well take an aspirin a day well aspirin was proven to be no benefit whatsoever decades ago in the Journal of the American Medical Association. And it's the title was Aspirin Myocardial Infarction Study Research Group. Um, but there's another study from the Jewel Muller study that rekindled the practice of prescribing aspirin, even though the study has been shown to be faulty. Well, why are they still telling you to do an aspirin a day? There's also other research that says an aspirin a day doubles your risk of stroke. If you want to thin your blood, would it not be wiser to do it with a good, healthy vitamin E? Or bromelain? Or quercetin? Or fish oil? Good fish oil. And your blood gets much, much thinner, which means lower viscosity, which takes the pressure off the pump, being the heart. For those of you that are mechanically inclined, think 30-weight oil in your engine and the, the oil pump pumping, or if you dump in 90 or 120 weight, how hard that would be on the pump. Well, it's hard on your heart, too, when you get thick blood and higher viscosity. Well, they're saying myocarditis symptoms typically develop about a week or two after someone has a viral infection or a, another illness. And symptoms are a sign that inflammation and damage has spread to the heart and think, is interfering with normal circulation. Think cytokine overload. So your body treats myocarditis like an ongoing infection, causing your immune system to produce antibodies to fight the infection that wind up damaging your heart. 
and this can cause scar tissue to form that stops the heart from pumping properly. So then you can also experience uh, lightheadedness, headaches, body aches, joint pain, fever, a sore throat, or diarrhea. That's why I tell people don't diagnose yourself off a list of symptoms because that could be a list of symptoms that fit some other thing. Like, well, is it your thyroid? Is it your liver? Is it your heart? Right. Go to a doctor and let them make the diagnosis. Right. So this myocarditis can in- increase your risk for heart failure, blood clot, stroke, or heart attack. And for those of you that don't know what we do, we run low-cost lab work, so we're not guessing at what's wrong. And we've actually got a um, cardiac profile, uh, and it does include Dr. Lewis's consultation. Um, I think it turns out to be like 300 and. 50 something dollars right now but it does an app uh, an apolipoprotein a1 and b which dr lewis will have to tell you kind of what that is as far as uh cholesterol well, extensive it's, it's, testing it's, it's types of and sizes of uh, different types of cholesterol and i'll tell you well this is this and it should be that yeah, these, and here's what you do about it and these are probably some of these tests you've probably never heard of uh, a c-reactive protein but heart specific c-reactive protein we do that on all of why? our labs why because it shows the relative inflammation of the cardiovascular system, and it's not the generalized one. It is the heart-specific, as Janet said. And according to the Cleveland Clinic, it's four times better indicator of future heart attack or stroke or cardiovascular event, four times better than looking at your cholesterol levels. And the Cleveland Clinic is probably the best heart clinic in America, although I think Johns Hopkins and Mayo Clinic might want to differ on that, but read about C-reactive protein. It's very important. That's why we do it. Okay. We also run something called a creatinine kinase. Yeah. If you've just had a myocardial infarction, that's going to go high because it's going to indicate uh, damage to the heart muscle. And again, if you have that, I'm going to refer you to a cardiologist. I'm a chiropractor. I'm really good at structure, function, nerves, and nutrition. But, but the you point, need both. Yeah, but the point is there's a whole a lot of different tests that show different things that could point to heart. Yes. Um, there's also fibrinogen activity, and mm-hmm. Dr. Lewis, I would like him to talk about that and explain what you do for that. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fibrinogen, and, and I'm going to kind of say this in a not technically correct, but it's kind of like a little cotton wisp that can form clots, and it's very important for you to form clots. Uh, But sometimes you have so much fibrinogen that you have a tendency to form clots too often and under conditions that are not needed, like you're not cut or bleeding, and you're forming clots, which can go to your heart for a heart attack, uh, pulmonary embolism, or or, uh, a stroke, uh, if it goes to your brain. And so what do I do about it? Uh, natto. So natto is very, very important. And, and the Japanese traditionally use it much, much better. It's a fermented soybean. Those of you that think soybeans are bad, this is not. Um, it fights the buildup of fibrin, which is actually the protein that reduces circulation. It breaks up clots. Restores blood circulation to the different diseased vessels, which means over a period of time it can actually decrease uh, placking. Um, that seems to be a very big 
product right now that we sell a lot of, and it's called, you're saying natto, but it, uh, the product's name on the bottle is actually called natto kinase, right? Yeah. And, and you know, one of the side uh, effects or side benefits is generally you'll get about a 10% lowering of the blood pressure, diastolic and systolic blood pressure. And so why does it lower it? Well, because if it's unplacking the arteries, you have a bigger uh, vessel for the blood to go through. So larger vessel means lower um, pressure. And another thing NATO does, it, it kind of makes the pathogenic organisms more recognizable by your immune system. And see, we've been doing natto kinase for a very long time based on C-reactive protein, way before this myocarditis and pericarditis became so popular. Yeah, and I've been taking that, and uh, D with K, which maybe we'll get to the K, I hope. I've been taking it, and I've told this story before. I went and had a coronary, cart, uh, coronary calcium score, which I think every man over 40 or 50 should get, and probably women too, because believe it or not, Cardio, cardiovascular disease is a big deal to women. It kills more women than breast cancer. So women should do this too, although the symptoms of heart problem can be different in a woman versus a man. So get your coronary calcium score, and they said if, if it scores 400, you really need to get serious because the statistics say you're going to have a heart attack within three years. If it scores 1,000, you're pretty much toast. Uh, and I went and they said, well, you've got a coronary score of six. You have enough placking in your arteries to be a two-year-old toddler. Quit worrying about it. And I said, well, my chest hurts like heck with pain radiating down my arm. So I know the K in the natto works because I've got no placking in my arteries. And I'm, what, two or three decades older than that. You're 45 now. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this stuff works, but the, the key is being consistent, folks. You have to love yourself enough to do it, to be consistent, because your body doesn't believe, uh, it doesn't belong to you. And um, I was going to do a show on why Christians get sick for Troy and Rich, but uh, maybe we'll get around to it sometime. But, you know, it, it says in the Bible, our bodies do not belong to us. There's a reason why we are obligated biblically to take care of our bodies. Well, and, you know, and without you having to guess at what's going on here, I think it's pretty cool. We've got all this lab work that's in one panel. So you can say, hey, yeah, I really have got a heart issue here because these are all very heart-specific tests. They're not just the uh, regular testing that we do. The other one we run with this panel is something called homocysteine, and that's that's another one that you don't generally get you hear about from your doctor. Uh, most people are looking at their CBC and they're going, "Oh, their doctor goes, oh yeah, they look great, they're fine." But homocysteine's a whole nother marker, correct, Doctor Lewis? Yeah, looking at your CBC is like looking at a car with a shiny hood across the street, saying, oh, "That's a perfect car for me." No, we get under the hood and. Uh, homocysteine basically is very, very, I think the range goes up to 14, but you need to be under a 7 or an 8. And just relatively speaking, you know, mine, I keep it at a 7 or 8, but Janet's is a 1. Um, it basically means you don't uh, get enough B12, and there's a lot of people taking B12, but it's not one you can absorb. And then you have a B6 slash folic acid or MTHF issue. And we got something for that. Janet can tell by 3 o'clock every day if I didn't take it. So, And it lowers your homocysteine dramatically. 
it helps the folic acid get in if you have that 5-MTHF genetic SNP. And it helps with mental cognition. It helps with happiness. It helps with energy. Yeah, we always tell people don't take it after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Because you won't sleep that night. That's, that's but it's true. also super good for heart. So uh, most of the B12 you're finding over the counter does not include what you're talking about for this MTHF, right? No, most of it's just cyanocobalamin. You can't absorb it anyway. And then it doesn't have, if it says folate or folic acid, if you've got that genetic SNP, it's still not going to work. It has to be a 5-tetramethylhydrofolate. And it, it can be metformin, or no, metfolin or quatrifolic. Quatrifolic is actually the slightly better of the two. I knew that. I just wanted you to say it because it sounds sexy when it was such a big word. <laughs> And she keeps me (laughs) (laughs) tongue-tied. We also run the regular cholesterol panels on this this lab panel. Um, The other one is magnesium RBC. So can you tell us what the difference is? You know, a lot of people will run magnesium. Well, not a lot of people. There's some people that run magnesium. If it's serum magnesium, it's almost useless. You've got to see how much is getting into the cell, and that's how they they spin down the uh, red blood cells and see how much magnesium's in that. Which has got to do with heart health. Uh, and then the last yeah, one. I- blood pressure and brain health and relaxing the muscles and decreasing acidity and actually blood th- sugar and, and digestive juices. There's actually 300 functions that magnesium does in the body. Thanks for bailing me out because I was running out of answers. I can't <laughs> name all 300. Uh, and I know you wanted to talk a little bit about this, so maybe you can uh, tell us why you would add a vitamin D to a heart panel. Because that is one of the markers that are on this heart panel. And what, I know you mentioned vitamin K a little bit. What What is the difference between just taking straight D and doing it with K? I'm glad you snatched me back from going down the wrong rabbit trail. But uh, K is not very, it's never gotten the press that D does. And we have a lot of people, oh my God, a bunch of people that were told by somebody Take 20, 30, 50,000 units of vitamin D per day. And my answer to that is BS, bacon sandwich belief systems or blood sugar. Don't do it unless you're measuring it because we get people that come in with two, 300 on their vitamin D. Now, there, there are some people that say it doesn't really get toxic till over 300. Then there's other studies that say vitamin D doesn't get toxic uh, until it hits about 140, 150. I think the optimum, it would be about 75 or 80, because there's some experts that say that if you get around 70, well, 75 to 100, but, but around 75 to 80, your body closes its ACE2 and, uh, uh, receptors, which means there's certain bad book bear viruses that cannot get in. So D is super, super important, but what I'm seeing with these people that get uh, half way not very good guessing advice yeah without get they guess don't test uh when they come in with two or three hundred on their vitamin d i said what in the holy heck are you doing they said well so-and-so told me to do this i said well you know what your calcium is super high so you don't have enough k to shunt the calcium that the vitamin D loosens up and shunt it back into the bones away from your kidneys for kidney stones, away from your brain, away from your joints, away from your coronary arteries. So D is wonderful, but it's like 
me without Janet. It's incomplete. Too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Well, well not, okay. <laughs> it's improperly balanced. Is that what you're saying? You know, we're we're trying to be polite here, and I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the K is super good for bone health, and that's because it shunts the calcium, the D loosens up back into your bones, and the magic happens at somewhere over 180 micrograms of MK7. And people say, do you know about meniquinone 7? Yes, ma'am, I do. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, and it, I tell people, bring me books. You know, I'll read them, uh, and then we'll talk. But that's why I take two D3K2, our D3K2. I take two a day. It needs to be taken with fat because it's fat-soluble. And again, I told you it works because my coronary calcium score is really, really low. And K, its role in cardiovascular system and healthy, because it has a healthy blood sugar balance, it helps with blood sugar balance. And most people don't even know that. And guess what? Did you know a cancer cell has six times more insulin receptors than a regular cell? So we want to keep our blood sugar and our insulin low, and K helps with that. Well, I know on lab work, K, that vitamin D3 with K, too, actually helps the D absorb better. And I, our, my best analogy for this, because I don't have the big scientific brain that you have, and some of the listeners out there, I'm sure, would like a, a, a simpler version of it. She's easily fooled, folks. Well, the way the way I understood vitamin D and K was like vitamin D was a guest in a hotel and it walks into the lobby and it's just standing there with all of its bags. It don't know where to go. So that's your being dumped on a whole bunch of vitamin D. No, you know, you, uh, there's a whole bunch of D there, but it's stuck in the hotel lobby. Yeah, D with calcium. K is the bellhop that actually comes down and takes it to the correct room. So without the bellhop, the D's just sitting there, not knowing what to do. So that's why you're saying it is... Their calcium's high. Okay. See? There you go. Yeah, And and I do use that analogy quite a bit. And I, I'm not that technically oriented. I just do that because it impresses Janet. Uh, D, D and K is very important. So please, please, please consider doing that. And for goodness sake, get it measured. Don't just take this stuff. It It's not smart or healthy that's why i'm saying this lab doing a, a cardio panel i mean that lab that you're throwing oh my god it's 300 something dollars honestly it, that lab would be about three grand at your doctor's office if they ran it and the only reason they would run it is if they suspected some of that and i promise you they would never put all those panels together and and, and i had somebody say but it, it's so expensive i said how about a million dollars worth of medical care from a mm-hmm. disease and you're you're standard of living and your health goes downhill and they said but insurance pays for that million dollars i said no it doesn't they won't even pay the 20 percent they promised to pay uh, they, they'll lie cheat and steal i cannot tell you how many ruined relationships and divorces i've seen over the cost of medical care and suicides that people couldn't handle it some other things you know and janet's throwing stuff at me we didn't discuss i'm gonna throw some stuff out that she doesn't know i'm talking about uh, one of the things is um, if you get your hormones tested we test dhea which uh, has been 
studied and proven to help prevent cardiovascular disease in some people. Uh, one study was that men with high DHEA levels were less likely to die of heart disease. And I tell people, you want your DHEA on the healthy, high level of a healthy 30-year-old, even if you're 60-something, uh, because it has over 150 different uh, responsibilities to repair your brain and your body. It's not just for making testosterone, guys. It does other good stuff. Uh, and then uh, there was two big studies, like 1,400 women and 1,200 men. That's a pretty big study. Uh, there was, uh, you know, vitamin C and vitamin E that I talked to about uh, low levels of vitamin D. is very important. Uh, and, and believe it or not, there are studies that say if you have mild to moderate alcohol intake, you have a much less likelihood of having heart disease. So if you don't drink, I'm not telling you to start, but people that are mild to moderate in their intake are generally better off with cardiovascular health. And I've always told Janet, I said, it's perfectly acceptable to sip wine through dinner unless Janet's mother comes and then I gulp it. <laughs> oh, I got the stink because out Because you want to have a, heart th- a, a, a healthy heart, right? I know that's why. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. We Her promised. Mother's lovely. We promised we would speak a little bit about pericarditis as well. Um, can you tell me what pericarditis is? What the difference between the two is again? Well, the the pericardium, the the what's the sac, so to speak, the heart sits in. Okay. So some people can get some pericarditis the other ones get myocarditis well you know i I think and i could be wrong on this one i think it depends on what your genetic weaknesses are and we all have genetic weaknesses but you can alter genetic expression by by increasing the uh nutrient levels which they say some of the common symptoms of pericarditis include chest pain uh which is sometimes painful sharp or stabbing uh Pain when coughing, swallowing, lying down, or breathing heavy, such as exercising. Usually pain will decrease when you sit up and lean forward since this puts less pressure on the pericardium. What, what, what I heard her say was I shouldn't exercise. <laughs> said trouble breathing, including when sleeping and lying down. So this can increase feeling very tired and lethargic. A dry cough. Uh, again, swelling in your feet, legs, and ankles. And, and sometimes that dry cough is caused by different uh, medications you may be taking. Lisodipril is famous for that. So, again, make sure a doctor you know helps you with your opinion or your diagnosis, please. And sometimes increased anxiety as well. Uh, some people hear a rubbing or creaking sound coming from their chest and lungs that's caused by rubbing of the inflamed lining of the pericardium. This is most likely to be noticed when you're leaning forward and breathing heavily. So maybe you get an idea of the difference or if you have something going on with your heart where you need a heart panel run. But Dr. Lewis um, also really loves another product we have. It's different than what you're buying over the counter simply because it's so strong, uh, but it is what we call our CoQ10-300. And could you tell us a little bit about why you think people are to be on CoQ10? Yeah, but can I make a statement before I get there? Sure, you can. Well, you know, you were talking about about anxiety. Well, the, you know, there's a lot of studies, and quite a few of them actually, that uh, depression pays, plays a role in the occurrence of heart disease. Mm-hmm. 
in, in patients and those that have depression are at higher risk for cardiovascular problems. Well, there are studies that talk about the magnesium that you talked about. There are studies that say that people that take good omega-3s have lower levels of depression because it decreases uh, the brain inflammation. Think about the cytokine storm. And it also decreases the inflammation around the heart or in the heart, too. So what I do, and Janet put me on this. You know, she acts like I'm the smart one. Well, she's smart and pretty, but CoQ10. And um, it's ubiquinone. It's it's a proenzyme, basically, uh, when they say CoQ10. It, it helps with the energy production, ATP is what that's called. Uh, it inhibits protein and lipid oxidation, protects mitochondrial DNA. Remember I said it in another uh, podcast, the mitochondria are actually the powerhouse, uh, the energy producer in the cell. And uh, CoQ10 depletion, if you're taking any kind of statin drugs, you need not 50, not 100, you need 300 milligrams which is why we we decided to use that product at 300 milligrams or one reason was because of the yeah. because of the statin drugs and, and janet put me on it because i have uh, i bleed like an old man on coumadin but i'm trying to keep my uh blood thin and you know the dog will scratch me or something we love our dog but my skin is way way better and my uh, my heart works better. My blood pressure is generally down. It gives you s- superior antioxidant protection. And, you know, there's just plenty of studies about the cardiovascular health. And people say, but I'm getting this for $13 at the big box store. I said, well, if it only costs $13, they're lying to you. It's not CoQ10 anyway. And again, guess what else it does? Cardiovascular health because it balances your blood sugar. It helps with neurological health, which goes back to feeling better mentally and not being anxious and depressed. Uh, it's really, really, really good. Uh, I mean, it's, it's kick butt. Janet can tell. There's about five things when I don't take it. She knows it. This CoQ10 is really, really good. Well, and, you know, you talked about magnesium helping with anxiety. There, we've had a rash of questions lately about uh, magnesium giving people diarrhea, and they were scared to do it because... They didn't want diarrhea from it. Um, that is the difference of what you're you're talking about. I mean, we have the magnesium citrate that we give to people to help them go to the bathroom, which is the cheaper one. Yeah, and it, it, it attracts water, so it increases bowel motility. But we have another one called Mag Ultra that's actually three different types of magnesium. And on, you know, nine out of ten people, they're not going to get diarrhea from it. Yeah, and maybe even more than that. But, you know, the uh, magnesium absorption is kind of strange. It absorbs differently in different parts of your small intestine and even up to 15% in the upper part of your colon. I mean, it absorbs slowly, and that's, that's why that's good for cardiovascular and uh, people that have blood pressure issues. Uh, so here's my smart aleck. Uh, unless you think frequent hospital stays are a good way to Meet nice people. Take good care of yourself. Oh, that's good. That's why I'm saying do the heart panel. We are we can uh, through the magic of the internet, we can basically run a lab in most of the United States. So just go to our website at greenwisdomhealth.com, fill out a health survey. Um, it may recommend 
something that's not a heart panel but if it if it does not recommend the right heart panel please call our office and i can tell you which which panel that it is because uh it'll make a huge difference in what you're taking and whether you just keep guessing at what's going on because we don't want that to happen because for some odd reason uh, it's very prominent right now to be having these issues uh, but the the panel that you're looking for if you cannot find it when you get on there it is the GWH8 so it stands for Green Wisdom Health Dash 8 and that's the Cardiac Profile Plus with Consult and Dr. Lewis, would you like to leave us with a few words of wisdom before we close this show? Well, wisdom is in the eye of the beholder, but, <laughs> you know, one of the reasons we keep promoting this and, and telling you you need to be healthy, and most of us don't love ourselves enough to be healthy, but, again, we our bodies don't belong to us. One of the motivations for me, you know, you have to find the need behind the need, is because I get up a little bit earlier than I'd like to to go hug my granddaughter goodbye every morning when she goes to school. They live in the house behind us. Children need at least one person in their life that thinks the sun rises and sets on them, uh, who delights in their existence and loves them unconditionally. And if you can stay healthy, that's much easier to achieve. And another thing is... You know, we need to remember, or I need to remember, to raise my words, not my voice. It's rain that grows flowers, not thunder. And the last thing I'd like for you to consider is, in the end, only kindness and love matters. Dr. Lewis is expected to live to be as old as Queen Elizabeth, according to our granddaughter, who she's <laughs> guessing is about 100 now. So he's got a few good years left in him to help educate you guys. Yeah. We hope you have a blessed rest of your week, and we'll be here next time on the Green Wisdom Health Show. Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope in your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.